Hi, Leader, and welcome to yet another podcast of On Purpose with Lane Sides. I am Lane Sides, and my purpose is to get you into purpose on purpose. Leader, this week I have been praying about several factors, the rise of the five-fold ministry, the falling of regular church, boring, religious, traditional mess that touches no one. I heard God say that he is sending revival. Revival first has to happen in your home before it can happen in your church. Uh, and the reason we don't have it happening in the church is because most of those who stand behind the pulpit aren't saved. They, they live a facade of a life. They're not sold out. All they do is run down other ministries and ministers. Here's what God wants to do. He said, I want to send revival. Holy Ghost, pure, raw, Holy Ghost power, revival that shifts families for generations to come. There is a surge, a resurgence, a fire, a revival that's about to hit the earth. And it will be for those who are called the remnant, the, those that are left over, those that are the hidden inside uh, those that are here. We are those who still fast. We are those who still pray. We are those who still read. We are those who are consecrated, sanctified, set apart. We're not afraid of Holy Ghost power. We're not afraid of deliverance. We're not afraid of what God wants to do in the earth realm. In fact, we tell him, let us partner with you. We will be the conduit that your power can flow through to the earth. The Bible says, prove me herewith, saith the Lord, and see if I'll not open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, which most people use that as a tithe scripture. I use that as this. God wants to open you up as a window of heaven. And if heaven's going to get in the earth realm, it's going to get in the earth realm through you. Why not throw your hands up in the air? Tell God, I'm tired of church as usual. I'm tired of the regular humdrum, a couple of songs, a boring sermon uh, that, that they preached over and over and over again in a cycle, a couple of points on a, on a point screen or a, or a, a TV screen or, or a big screen and, and tell God I'm ready for something deeper. I'm ready for a dance that is not taught. I'm ready for real Holy Ghost tongues that are not mimicked. I'm, I'm ready for real Holy Ghost power to touch lives of those who have never been touched before. Listen, in prayer this week, God gave me, this is Prophet Lane Sides, three key factors that make way for pure, unadulterated, Holy Ghost fire revival. Three key factors. The first key factor that make way for revival is when wickedness increases. Friend, all you got to do is look around us, watch the news, which I do not do. Look at newspapers, which I do not do. Read local magazines, which I do not do. See everything that the that, that people are doing now, putting up things on social media that should be... Um, should be something private between you and your spouse. Uh, number one, when wickedness increases, when wickedness increases, we've now got people saying it's okay to kill babies after they're born and call it abortion. Friends, that's called murder. We've got people saying that it's okay for homosexuals to marry. Listen, whatever you do in your life is up to you, but I still have to preach that is a sin. That is something, it's not just a sin, it's something God hates. It's something he does not like. It is something he says is an abomination unto me. That's not Old Testament, that's New Testament also. When wickedness increases, when the land becomes pregnant with sin, God has always had two ways to deal with it. He either destroyed the land, or if there was someone that stood in the gap, 
God would revive the land again. Are you a gap stander leader? Are you one who stands in the gap for children, for teenagers, uh, for for baby boomers, for millennials, uh, for, for those who are senior citizens? We need gap standers. One of the best examples is Nineveh. God was ready to destroy it. But when the people of the land wept and their hearts were filled with remorse and repentance, God had compassion and he changed his mind with the intended destruction of Nineveh. Today, looking around, no matter which country you're in, you can see sin increasing in leaps and bounds like never before. Things that used to be called conviction, they now scream, I'm offended. I don't care whether you're offended or not. I am going to preach the unadulterated word of God. I am going to preach from front to back, from cover to cover, the word of God. And if you're offended, you'll have to talk with God about that. You will not cancel this ministry. You cannot cancel Holy Ghost power. You cannot cancel the blood of Jesus. Do whatever you need to do, but it will not be canceled. Uh, there, there, this is a sign that it is time for the next great revival to catch fire in our lands. All the more reason to expect, to believe, dream, and pray for revival. Do you understand, leader, that as long as sin is rampant, that is job security for those of us who are truly saved, for those of us who truly want to see a remnant rise up and Holy Ghost power to be released throughout the land? This is what God wants us to do. Rise up. Now, the old saints used to teach me, um, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord of hosts. This is where we are. Are you part of them? Or are you part of us? Are, are you part of them that can say anything, do anything, watch anything, listen to anything, go anywhere and just call holiness religiousness? You're too religious. No, it's called holiness. And the Bible says without holiness, no man can see God. So number one was when wickedness increases. Here, another uh, one of the ways that makes way for revival, number two, is the voice in the wilderness. Right now, I am one of the voices. I'm not the only one, but I am a voice in the wilderness. And it's said about the, the Whitefield revival in England that great men of God began to sow seeds of revival, asking questions that provided streams of despair. The search for answers led preachers and people alike to be broken, waiting upon God himself. The expectation of revival in New England did not happen overnight. There had been a gradual accumulation of God stirring the hearts of the people so that by the time an itinerant preacher arrived... George Whitefield, it seemed inevitable that God would work in such a way. By 1674, Samuel Torrey was already proclaiming the need for prayer unto God for a providence of, what's this, converting, converting grace so that people would be saved. He preached that the sin of New England had reached such a measure as to be beyond the hope of ordinary reformation, but that salvation history shows there are certain times and extraordinary cases wherein God saved his people by himself. They could only pray, mourn, and await the day when God would reclaim New England by the power of his spirit. Solomon Staddard emphasized the role of effective preaching and revival when he said it was not enough to pray them down. You had to preach them up also. Surely it's up to us if we will be the voice in the wilderness. It's time we talk revival, sing revival, preach revival, dream revival, and pray revival. Are you a gap stander? Are you one of those leader who is a voice in the wilderness? Because to be a voice in the wilderness, you cannot repeat what everybody else is saying. To, that is called an echo. You were called to be a voice and not an echo. This is the season God is stirring. 
his people, his true people, not just churchgoers. Churchgoers are a dime a dozen. There are people who go to church because it's duty. I'm talking about those who are madly in love with a man named Jesus and want to please him. Are you leader a voice in the wilderness? And number three, uh, one of the keys that makes way for revival is when the church rises. Now, let me make something clear to you. Church is not brick and mortar. Church is not a building, a driveway, a parking lot, a, a, a podium, a bunch of chairs or pews. It's not a choir or a praise team or instruments. Church is the people of the living God who really are the body of Christ. God promises in his word that he will visit our land. This is 2 Chronicles 7:14 in the ESV. If my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Notice how God says, if my people, because there is those that are a remnant that are his. And then there, there are those who go to church to find a date. They go to church to get a business sale. They go to church to find a great realtor. They go to church uh, to, to get people to buy their Avon or, or their, their makeup that they're selling or, or to get more viewers on whatever they're doing. But God says, if my people, there is both, watch this, ownership of his people and him empowering his children in that verse. A child of God has the power to change the conditions in a land. Are you a child of God? Are you truly sold out to him? Are you consecrated, sanctified, purified, holy before God? You are the righteousness of God. And Acts of the Apostles, each time God's children came together in extended times of pursuit of God, it led to God's strong touch among them. You see that in Acts 2 and in Acts 4. The prayer was followed by thousands being added to the church. That is why it's safe to conclude that if our church, city, and nation are not revived, the blame is certainly on our hands. Those of us who are supposed to be voices, those of us who are supposed to be remnant, those of us who are called to be set aside, not another regular boring church service that's the music you like, that's the preaching that tickles your ears, that's, that's we got to have another donut bar and another coffee bar because coffee is not going to change them. Donuts are not going to change them. Another spaghetti dinner is not going to change them. Another bowling trip for the youth. Why don't you take your youth out and your children out and teach them how to lead somebody to the Lord on the streets. Teach them how to minister to the homeless, those that are destitute. Teach them how to take care of the orphans and the widows. Why don't you take your youth out and, and not another bowling night and not another lock-in where, where all they do is flirt with each other. Why don't you get on your face and teach them to pray until the power of the Holy Ghost comes in in such a way that their lives are forever marked and changed. I thank God for the leaders that when I was young taught me how to pray. I thank God for a woman by the name of Rosie Chastain when I was 18 years old and she was 83 would ask me to drive her to Aniana, Alabama to see her sister and I would drive her and she would begin to tell me about the Holy Ghost and begin to tell me about the love of Jesus and how she would call on his name and how he was all she had. And she calls me to search out this thing instead of just going to church. And I fell in love with the power and the presence of Jesus Christ, not church. Acts chapter four, verse 31, it says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with boldness. We need some leaders to rise up in boldness. We need some leaders who will buck a regular preacher, who will buck a system, who will buck a denomination, who will buck politics and money, who's the greatest, who's going where, and stand up and declare, thus saith the Lord to this generation. Listen, that's why it's safe to conclude that if our church, city, 
and nation are not revived, we are to blame. Remember, God promised to draw near if we draw near to him, James 4 and 8. It is time we cry out until God visits our land in his power and majesty. He wants to, he doesn't want to just visit. He wants to inhabit. He wants America for his own. God's not finished with America and America is not finished with God. This is the season, leader, to rise up. Shake off the mediocrity. Shake, shake off the complacency. Shake off the comfortableness. God never called you to be comfortable. Shake it off and walk in the power of his glory. Walk in Holy Ghost. I don't care who defends. I don't care who likes it and who doesn't. Get, get drug addicts delivered. Get prostitutes delivered. Get alcoholics delivered. This is the call of God. He said in the book of Joel, is this not the fast that I called you to? What are you fasting, leader? What are you doing? What are you doing when nobody's around? What are you doing in the dark of night when nobody can see you? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Because for most of us, we're no different than those that are outside of us. And that's why we can't reach them. Because we don't have the heart of those who are lost. God, send us revival. And send us men and women of God who cry out for revival. Like it's all we ever wanted. I just gave you, leader, three key factors that make way for true revival. Leader, maybe you need to stop. Check yourself. Repent. God, I'm sorry I became comfortable. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry that I, I watch things I shouldn't. I listen to things I shouldn't. Engage in conversations I shouldn't. God, I'm sorry. I, I, I want to I be better. I don't ever want to be the same again. God, I ask you to cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new again. Set me on fire. Ask him to do something new in you, leader. This is the season for God to pour out revival, but he's looking for a remnant to do it through. Is that you? I pray it is, leader. Listen, thank you for joining me on this podcast. It is my desire that you're touched and blessed and changed and challenged and provoked and propelled and pushed to the next level. This is a season, leader, where God was saying, it's time for the next. It's time for the next outpouring. It's time he doesn't want to do another Brownsville, another Smithton, another Whitehead. He wants a he wants a fresh outpouring. He wants us to walk in something we've never walked in before. Leader, I hope you've enjoyed what I've shared with you today, and I hope it pricked your heart to the point that you can never be the same again. Listen, know that I love you. I thank God that you're listening to me. I thank you for supporting me in prayer and all that we're doing as we travel around this globe as Lane Sykes Ministries and doing what God has called us to do, setting the captive free and demonstrating the power of God. That's what we're called. We've had enough explanation. We need demonstration. Leader, listen, if you're ever in the Gadsden, Atala, Alabama area, we'd love for you to come visit us sometime. Our current location is 209 Gilbert Ferry Road, Atala, Alabama, 35954. That's Suite 4. And I would love to see you. We have two services a week. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m., for Tuesday leadership. Fridays is a culmination service. Fridays at 6.30 for prayer. 7.15 for worship. That's Friday fire. It's a time of apostolic release, prophetic unction, powerful worship, and, and, and I'm apostolic word, activation, acceleration, and advancement. Listen, it's you can watch it online on Facebook every, every Friday, every Tuesday, but it's so much better in the place. 
This is your season to get connected to something real that'll cause you to burn with fire and fervency like never before leader. Once a month, we have a Sunday night service because no churches that, that I know of are doing Sunday nights anymore. And those who do are not doing anything to win the lost. So we do a Sunday night service every second Sunday night of the month. And it's called the Sunday night shift. 515 for prayer, 6 p.m. promptly for service. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. There's all kinds of hotels, restaurants in our area so that you can come rest and enjoy and come and be refreshed, refired and refueled for your next leg of your journey. Leader, until next week, know that I love you. I'm praying for you and I'll see you soon. God bless you.